It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had the most exciting week maybe in Major League Baseball history. We have had the best trade deadline in Major League Baseball history. Me, Cody Decker, over there, Ryan Horvath. We are talking all about it. We are here for BetMGM Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL. And, of course, we got so many plays for you for the weekend. We got props. We got futures. But first things first, we got to talk about this trade deadline because this trade deadline, Ryan, it didn't disappoint. Let's be real clear here. We were worried. A couple of weeks ago that this was going to be a boring boring three days not the case no not at all man i mean you know juan soto gets moved uh we talked about this immediately after it went down where the nationals get a nice little package they do get cj abrams uh they do get Mackenzie gore so don't hate it but man the padres what? I got something a little more for you on that. And here's here. I'm going to give you something as a Nats guy that you are. And I'm a Padre guy. I'll, I'll freely admit that I'm from, I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up a Dodger fan. I'm not a freely a fan of anybody, anyone per, per se at this point, you know, I root for my friends. I root for teams I played for, and I did spend the majority of my career with the Padres, yeah. but I want to like, I want to give you some hope and I want to give some more hope to all Nats fans out there. And of course yeah. prospects, you never know what you're truly going to get, True. but you did get, and I'm going to stress this enough. You got their top four prospects. You didn't get their top four out of like 25. No, you got one, two, three, and four. And there's the other thing I want to say. Forget the prospect rankings because they truly don't matter. They don't. Everyone is like, well, he's the eighth ranked prospect. Doesn't mean anything. I broke every record the Padres had in the minor leagues, and I was never listed higher than 30, and I made it to the big leagues. Let's be real clear. Prospect rankings are nonsense. Power rankings are nonsense. However, these four prospects, they weren't just coveted. And the ones you just mentioned, Mackenzie Gore, obviously already in the big leagues, and C.J. Abrams, who was a first-rounder, Yeah, those weren't the ones that hurt the most. I've spoken to the Padres' front office a couple of times. The one that they're really sad about letting go was James Wood. They wanted to keep James Wood so bad. And as it was described by a member of the front office, they even gave me a list of each member of the trade. Yeah. James Wood, unicorn. 
uh, the, what was the pitcher that's like the best, their, their best international signing that was thrown on the end as well. He, they wrote down freak, this guy, CJ Abrams, possible, possible future. Mackenzie Gore, you know what he is. Obviously Luke Voigt right now is just going to be there for a short time, but Luke Voigt's a good ball player, but those four prospects, and I can't stress this enough, uh, has, was it Hansel the third? He's a huge, huge prospect for them. But the one that they're most worried about letting go is James Wood. That one apparently they said that one hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I get it. But um, with Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, to start the year at BetMGM, both guys were atop the board, too, to win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, James Wood, hearing great things. He's like 18 years old, so we'll see. But, I mean, the Padres got Juan Soto, who's yes, 22 they did. years old. And Josh and, Bell. And Josh Bell, who, man, went, had three great at-bats. He uh, He's hitting over 300. He's great. They get Brandon Drury, who uh, hit a grand slam the other night. They get Josh Hader, who I know the ERA is over four. It's kind of skyrocketed after I bet him to win Cy Young. Hey, man. man, He still leads Major League Baseball in saves. They get um, Taylor Rogers. Like, I love what they got. And they extended Joe Musgrove. And I think they got a good deal on that as well. So that's why they went 18 to one. Went from 18 to one to 10 to one to win the World Series. What a week. Just one week. And by the way, other small little moves they made. Cam Gallagher is a backup catcher. That's a that's some good catching depth that they got out of Kansas City. And they gave up a former first rounder himself and Brent Rooker over to Kansas City for that. But here's the thing. I, before we get into it, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the winners. And obviously, the winner was the Padres. We, anyone who says differently is a crazy person. But, but a, couple teams, a couple teams did get better, though. There's oh, a couple yeah. moves I really like. But yeah, the Padres, they're, they're a uh, MLB the show mm-hmm. team now, man. They're, yeah, they're they, they did it. They did it. Uh, the Yankees, I would say, got better, except one major thing. And no one's been able to convince me otherwise. In fact, Everyone that I've asked to convince me otherwise has actually sided with me saying, yep, I don't get it either. The Jordan Montgomery trade makes no sense. It makes Bader. Yeah, Yeah. it makes no sense. Bader is a very good center fielder, obviously, but he's already hurt. And I know they're hoping they get him back for the, uh, for the playoff run, but he's not much of a bat. And again, the Yankees don't need bats. They need arms. This, and I asked Sean Heyman on our other podcast, big time baseball, make sense of this and his direct quote was i can't but this just tells you everything that the yankees thought of jordan montgomery it's it was more like like you know with with harrison bader he's a nice piece to have but they didn't really need a center fielder they did you know it's great to have an extra defender as an option when we get into the postseason but like you said right now he's on the il and why they expect them while they expect him to come back I remember I was interning. I was covering the Chicago Bulls, and granted, he was seven foot tall, and it's a completely different sport. But I was there when Joakim Noah was dealing with plantar fasciitis. That's nothing to f with that injury right there, mm-hmm. man. So you don't even know what he's going to look like, how he's going to move. Um, I didn't like that move. I didn't like moving an arm in Jordan Montgomery. Me neither. I do like them getting another lefty in Benatendi. I do like them getting another starter in Frankie Montez. Who thank God for him that he gets out of Oakland. Uh-huh. And I do like them getting some bullpen help. But I completely agree. I don't, I wouldn't consider, I mean, I guess they're a winner at the deadline. They got a little bit better, but I I thought they could have did more. What are your thoughts? I'm concerned about the Montas trade. I'm glad they picked him up, but I would feel better about it if they also kept Montgomery. Uh, Because Montas has been hurt this year with the shoulder issues. Shoulder issues scare me. This is a team that's trying to win the pennant, and you not only got rid of a fairly good lefty who's been having a very good year, you picked up one instead who's been on the I.L., 
It doesn't mean I don't wouldn't rather have and trust me, I, of the two, I'd rather have Montas, but I'd rather have a healthy yeah. Montas. No, I completely agree, man. So, you know, they got a little bit better, but the team that I'm really excited for is the team we've been excited for all year. They had a nice little 14 game win streak. Then they kind of fell apart, but I love what they did at the deadline, adding Luis Castillo. And that's, that's the Mariners. That's the starter that the Yankees wanted Luis Castillo. So Seattle steals them away. Uh, they get a backup catcher. They get an extra bat in Jake lamb. They get some more pitching depth coming over with Matthew Boyd. I, I love what the Mariners did, man. I'm not saying they're going to win the world series, but I wouldn't want to face them in the postseason. Would you with that, with that rotation, with that bullpen, with all those bats, I like that. Listen, um, yeah, this rotation's looking good. You know, Gilbert has been amazing this year. Um, uh, picking up, like you just said, uh, Castillo. I mean, what what a move! And they gave up quite a bit for him. And I know people. I know he's got a four oh four right now. But Robbie Ray, for his last nine starts, and I'm going to say nine starts because his last two starts have been bad. Yeah. Both against Houston. Both times got knocked out by the after three innings. Yeah. Tough, tough outings for Robbie Ray. But before that, seven. Not quality starts, seven straight dominant performances, except against the Astros. So that is concerning that he can't get past the Astros. But if we have Robbie Ray returning to form, Castillo and Logan Gilbert, I am willing. And I, I know people are really hesitant because Robbie Ray's season, because his total numbers this year are not where they should be. But I'm going to say right now, that three-man rotation, I'm willing to put that up against just about anyone in baseball. No, I completely agree, man. They're going to be scary. Um, and then two more teams. I got a two for one here. A loser and a winner. A loser, the Chicago White Sox. I, yep. laughed, I laughed out loud. I want to know the package that they offered for Shohei Otani. Can somebody leak that for they me? They didn't. They did not make any package. What? They don't have a package. The, Padre, the, 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 the White Sox have nothing. All of their best prospects are are in the big leagues. So they need to move like they would need to move like burger. They would need to move sheets. They would need to move like three more guys. Please, probably for Shohei or freaking Tani. Like you're going to need to move like 14 guys, six of which are currently on the big league roster. Like what? There was no chance in hell at getting Otani and putting out that statement was laughable, especially knowing that they came away with nothing. And yeah. you know what? The throw on top of that, forget the White Sox. Chicago was a loser. The city of Chicago, White Sox and Cubs. There were four major league catchers traded within the last 24 hours of the trade deadline. Four, none named Wilson Contreras. Yeah, man, I love him. Uh, one of my favorite players in franchise history. Love that he still wants to play for this team. But man, like he's gonna he's a 30-year-old catcher. He's a 30-year-old catcher. And also not moving Ian Happ after his first all-star appearance i just i don't trust the hat man so i just i would like to see what they could have gotten return very disappointing as a cubs fan this team has no direction after last year at the deadline they sell you know javi baez anthony rizzo they sell away chris bryant uh and then this year they hold on to Contreras, a 30 year old catcher who there had to be something there had to be a nice little package maybe they i, they, I think they thought they were going to get a lot back more in return than they were ever going to get because he is a 30 year old catcher and then not moving half. But with the Sox, man, last night, another disappointing loss. They waste a great performance, a great outing from um, Johnny Cueto. And then you look at what the Twins did. The Twins are acting like an organization, like a team that actually wants to make it to the postseason. They add Tyler Malley. 
They fix up the bullpen with Jorge Lopez, which I thought was a steal. And then they get Michael Fulmer as well. Um, and they get a backup catcher as well. Looks like the Twins are actually going all in, and it sucks for me because I'm still holding on to that minus 185 White Sox AL Central ticket. And I thought, I mean, they've been playing better baseball. I thought, you know, especially with the way the schedule lines up the second half of the season, they would take care of business against some of these poor teams. And last night is another example that they're not to be trusted when they're losing games to the Rangers because they only played two runs. Yeah, the only good news is today is Dylan's cease day, and that's yeah. the only good news I got. But outside of that, yeah, the White Sox, in my opinion, I would actually go as far to say they were the biggest losers of the trade deadline. The fact that Jock Peterson and Carlos Rodon are not currently on the South Side team Rodin, is, right. is just unforgivable. Like, I don't understand how you didn't move Sheets to the Giants, how you didn't move Berger to the Giants, possibly a couple of arms. I, I just do not comprehend not making that move because you needed to make not just that move. You needed to make a move, yeah. any move, anything. I mean, I like I like Diekman. That's a good bullpen arm. Yeah. But is Jake Diekman going to lead you to the World Series, buddy? No. Give me a break, Han. Give me, no. Like, this is just... No. Ugh, what a disappointing team in general. And of course, the day before the trade deadline ends, we got Tony LaRusa sleeping before in the fifth inning. I just, yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. Here's another loser on the, on the trade deadline. And it's not so much that they're a loser as much as they just disappointed me. And they disappointed you too. Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Dude. I wanted, I wanted to go for it. There's three games above 500. They're still alive in the uh, wild card standings in the wild card race. Mm-hmm. What a, what a, what a I didn't like what they did, but I'll tell you, uh, just stay with that though, man. And I thought, I-, I get it. I mean, look at the teams you're competing with, but you're right there. You're right there. And uh, I do love that move for Houston though. Trey Mancini. Yeah. His first at bat with the team, just like you did. First at bat with the Orioles. It's I incredible. That bat. I mean, if you're not a fan of Listen, I don't know if this was a PR move on their part. You and I were talking about it before the segment. Dude. You get a great uh, story like that, and you add them with a bunch of villains. Hell yeah. Dusty man, Baker's managing the Dusty team. Dusty Baker's there. Before. They're trying to change their image a little bit here. I can't Baker's be mad at this player. team anymore. You, you have Trey Mancini, and you have Dusty Baker. I can't hate you. I have to like you. Yeah, I agree, man. I Those have no two, choice. I know. These are the two most likable people in all of baseball. It was a great move. It yeah, they got team. Bregman, who I who no one wants to root for, but you got Dusty and now Trey Mancini. I gotta say, dude, I'm I'm I still I'm starting to dig this Astros team, and I'm looking forward yeah. to watching them and the Mariners take it uh, take it on down the season. Of course, the Astros are going to win the division by oh, yeah. a handful of games. But here's the thing: on our list, it has them down as losers. I'm going to disagree with this, and I've been getting into fights left and right about this. In fact, I was on WFAN with uh, Carton and Roberts, and man. Evan, Evan just hates the Mets right now, but he's just a stereotypical Mets fan. I did not find them to be losers during this deadline. They got, they went and got Vogelbach, which was an, which was an improvement. They went and got Aaron Ruff, which was a good improvement for a backup spot. You you went and got a bullpen. Like, what's the problem? No. It got better. So we did this last night on the show too, and they had the Mets labeled as trade deadline losers. And you know why I completely disagree. And I'm with you with Vogelback, man. He just hit a grand slam against the Nats the other day. He had that bat in the lineup. I really like him, but I think they're actually winners at the deadline because you know what they did right at the deadline? They added the best arm in all of major league baseball. Granted, he did give up a whopping one total run to the uh, nationals, but 
They get Jake DeGrom back. They get yep. Jacob DeGrom back. How are they losers at the deadline? Now they have Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, one, two in the postseason coming at you. Mm -hmm. uh, McGill's been great this season. So, Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker's been great this season. So I got to disagree, man. I, I think they're the most interesting team on the board right now in the NL because, okay, so the Padres. You were on this, man. If we wanted to play the Padres, we should have played the Padres last week when they were plus 1,800, 18 to 1. But we waited, even though you said it, they're going to go all in for Juan Soto. They went all in for Josh Hader. Now it's 10 to 1. We missed out on the price. Mm -hmm. Dodgers, they're still sitting there plus 333. They're great. And I'm rooting for them now. Win it for Vin. But, man, the best, the most interesting price, and I'm staying away from the Braves. Braves are too inconsistent for me this year. The Mets plus 625 a couple days ago still. Six to one odds on the Mets to win the World Series. What wins in the postseason? A good bullpen, great starting pitching. And I like them this year because it's not just home run or bust. They could manufacture, they could score runs, they get guys on base. Even if you're down on them right now, I don't know why you would be. Big win for them last night, big series this weekend. I, I think they're the most interesting bet in the National League right now, to be quite honest with you. I think so, too. I think they're an interesting team going forward. I really like the Mets, man. They're, they're a lot of fun. But here's the thing. If we were going to power rankings this, um, I mean, I think we all agree that in the National League, it's four teams. Uh, Dodgers, in my opinion, are far away the best. Do the Padres move up to number two above the Mets? I have them above. I actually currently have them number two three just below the Mets and above the Braves but those are my four teams right now well, and I got some bad news you want to you want another loser I'm gonna put on this list who Milwaukee Brewers I am yeah very dude. confused on what the Brewers just they did they, tra them? they traded away hater um they didn't really go and get a major bat that they kind of needed uh there were bats oh. available and they didn't get anybody and since the all-star break not the all-star break since the trade deadline they're 0-4 they're not winning ball games. Guess what? The Cardinals are winning ball games. The Cardinals are going to run away with the Central now. In fact, you want a winner? The Cardinals made some good moves. They went and got Quintana to replace Mats. That was not a small pickup. Um, they got Jordan Montgomery to add to their their starting staff. The Cardinals are acting like a team that wants to go to playoffs. Yeah, man. I just took them plus one sixty five to win the NL. Oh, Central. that had to hurt. That had to hurt. What's that? That had to break your heart taking that pick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I oh. hate them. But at least, like you said, they're acting like an organization, like a team that actually wants to win the division, whereas the Brewers seem like they were sellers. And I get it. And we talked about this. You know, they have Devin Williams. They think it's just an easy transition, him to close games. But I worry, man. Last year, they clinched, they clinched the division, and he punches a wall in celebration, breaks his hand. What's going to happen if, you know, they go to the NLDS, NLCS, and he blows a save? Is he going to break his hand again? Then who's closing out games? Brent Suter? So I hated the I hated the hater trade. I get it, but I didn't like it because that's a very easy division to win. It's a, it's a terrible division, let's be honest. You had a three-game lead before the deadline and you trade away your closer who leads Major League Baseball and saves. You don't add a bat when you clearly need a bat. Christian Yelich has actually been coming around, man. He had like a 12-game hit streak. Mm -hmm. But you had nothing at the deadline. Nothing made that team better. And since then, not only have they went 0-4, but look who – they just got beat up on by the Pirates at PNC in Pittsburgh. And they threw Freddie Peralta, who came off the 60-day IL. So, okay, you know, maybe you don't expect to win that game. Maybe you got a 50-50 shot because you hadn't seen him in two months. But Corbin Burns gets beat. Brandon Woodruff gets beat. You threw your one, two, three. You threw your three best pitchers against the freaking Pittsburgh Pirates, and you got beat up on. And like you said, the Cardinals – They've been, they've been taking care of business. Yesterday, they swept a doubleheader against the Cubs. So 
uh, they're going to win that division. That's my favorite bet on the board, and it's still plus money. I haven't checked the price today, but got plus 165. I would, I would bet that probably like plus 110. Mm-hmm. Well, man, it's been an exciting week. Yeah, how about this? Why don't we start talking about the games? Let's take a look Let's at some go. props, uh, oh, for yeah. instance. Because as we sit on Friday, as we're currently recording, we got – so many good series starting. Let's talk about the first one that obviously we're going to be talking a lot about. I have a feeling there's going to be a big weekend taking place at Chavez Ravine, the San Diego Padres, the new look San Diego Padres. Um, I'm assuming you got a ton of props, but I got just endless props on game one on Friday uh, that I want to talk about. And I'm going to start with a K prop. And he's not known for being a K guy, but Tony Gonsolin is currently set at four and a half Ks. I'm going to take the over at minus 150 for the following reasons. One, it's Tony Gonsolin night. Uh, Tony Gonsolin wins. He's had 19 starts this year for the for the Dodgers. They've only lost one of the 19 starts. He's 12 and one with a two four ERA. And again, not necessarily a K guy, but at four and a half Ks, he has hit that K rate. Uh, so far this season, 13 of his 19 starts. So I feel pretty confident in that. Not to mention the Padres have been king a lot lately, even since the trade deadline. In fact, their K rate has gone up to nine and a half in the last three games. I'm really liking Tony Gonsolin over four and a half Ks on Friday. I love that. I may join you with that one. When you brought up your power rankings, you know, I was like, man, this is going to be a big weekend, big series, Dodgers, Mm -hmm. Padres. I can't wait until tonight, man. Best part about it. First pitch here on the East Coast, 10-10. So get off of work at 11 o'clock, get home and actually enjoy that game. Um, I got I to gotta under, actually, is where I'm going to go. I am going to root against, because I'm also going to be betting said team, because it's Dylan Cease night, as we said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be rooting against Glenn Otto. Uh, the number at BetMGM right now, the best line available. Minus 135 is the price. His strikeout prop tonight, four and a half Ks. I'm going to take the under, because he's had five strikeouts in zero of his last six games at home he's only at home averaging three strikeouts per game uh he's had five strikeouts in just two of his last seven games against a team with a winning record where if teams could hit he only averages 3.6 and then he hasn't faced the Sox this season but over the last two weeks the Sox against righties have a strikeout rate right now 18.8 percent and that's over 350 plate appearances 367 to be exact only the Brewers Mets and then Cleveland actually have a lower strikeout percentage during that uh, time. So I'm going to go auto under four and a half Ks, root for the White Sox bats to give Dylan C some uh, insurance tonight, some runs. That would be nice after scoring two last night for Johnny Cueto. So that's my under. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take an over in that same game. And yes, Dylan Cease night, K-Prop, yeah, K-Prop, the universe. You. Yes, let's be real clear. I never not play it over seven and a half Ks, and you got to lay down a little bit for it because it's minus 150. But here's the thing. He's hitting this K prop. How do I know he's hitting this K prop? Well, let's go with the stats. In his last 70 innings, he's allowed only four earned runs. I'm going to say that one more time. Last 70, 7-0, four earned runs. That's insane. During that span, he's K'd 90 batters. His ERA during that span, 0.51. And he's hit this K prop at 7.5, 15 of his 21 starts. This is about as automatic as it gets. Dylan Cease, minus 150, over 7.5 Ks. Yep, lay it down. I love it, man. I'm on that one as well. I left that for you. So Thank those you. are the two K props right there. K prop king, baby. 
I got a couple leans I'll give out a little bit later, but I got to go to a hit prop, man. And I'm going to play a rare home run prop for myself. I'm also going to play an RBI prop. Uh, right now, for some reason here in D.C., these have been taken off the board, but definitely shop around for the best prices. I'll just tell you who I'm targeting tonight. Uh, I am going to target Kyle Schwarber, and I'll tell you why. On the mound tonight for the yep. Washington Nationals is Josiah Gray, who has a 4.59 ERA, but against lefties. 319 lefties are batting against them. And you have Kyle Schwarber, and then you have uh, Hall in the lineup. Schwarber hitting 270, over 270 against righties this year. So I'm going to go with a Schwarber home run prop. I'm also going to go with an RBI prop against Josiah Gray. I don't know that the Phillies win this game tonight, but I do know they're going to score some runs. I think the Phillies are going to win this game tonight. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit with Josiah Gray on the mound. But I'm going to go ahead and jump on a hits prop with you as well. But I'm going to jump on Mookie Betts tonight. And he is currently set at, I want to, I want you to hear this, plus 190 for over one and a half hits. And I know betting on a multi-hit game can be a bit tricky, a little less tricky when that guy's name is Mookie Betts. 19 career bats against Sean Manaya, hitting 368, seven hits, four of which being extra base hits, including two home runs. Here's a drawback, though. He's only had one multi-hit game in his last four games against that series against the Giants. But here's the thing. It's Friday night. It's at Chavez Ravine, and they are playing against the new-look San Diego Padres. If you think Mookie Betts is going to let a single Dodger fan walk into that parking lot of Chavez Ravine postgame saying the name Juan Soto, you got another thing coming. He's getting three knocks tonight. He's going to stud it up, and you can get plus 194. Mookie Betts over one and a half hits. All right, I love that. I'm actually going to go with the one and a half total bases prop. So throw out everything I said about Schwarber because it's back up. Plus 110, over one and a half total bases. When I find the home run prop, I'm playing that as well. But so nine games against the Nats, his former team as well. Schwarber, 355 batting average, six dingers, eight RBIs. Um, and then if you look at it, you know, Josiah Gray's given up 24 homers in 102 innings. Schwarber in his career against Josiah Gray, hitting 500, four for eight, two dingers against them. And he's hit 25 of his 33 homers off righty. So I love that. So that's the prop. That's the angle I'm going to take with Schwarbs. Let me throw another strikeout prop that I like, but it's really juiced. It's minus 150 is the price. Corey Kluber tonight, over four and a half Ks. That's think, a good one. I think this number is too low, man. So he's coming off his last start against uh, Cleveland. I believe he had 10 strikeouts. He went about six innings in that game. And you look at it, you go back to May 16th. I had this written down. He had eight strikeouts in six innings against the Tigers. He's averaging 4.8 strikeouts over his last 10, strike, uh, 10 starts. And then Detroit strikes out at a ridiculous rate. Over the last 30 days against righties, over 26% strikeout rate. Mm -hmm. Give me Corey Kluber, over four and a half Ks. Give me Kyle Schwarber, over one and a half total bases, which is plus money. And then you know what? Let me throw one more at you. I'm going to go sure. Paul Goldschmidt, home run prop tonight. I'm going to go Paul Goldschmidt over one and a half total bags. Plus 105 is the price. I actually like the Yankees in the game, but I like Goldschmidt, man. He has had a hit in nine of his last 10 games. He's hitting 357 during this span, and he's facing Cortez, who's given up 13 dingers in 106 innings this year. Of those 13 homers, 12 were against righties. So I'll go Goldschmidt over one and a half total bags and a home run prop as well. All right. I got four more props for you. Oh. You ready? You ready for yeah. these? I'm going to do my last two because one of them is for tomorrow, Saturday, and it's going to blow you away. You're going to think I'm insane, as you should, but I'm going to back up every word I say. But first things first, I want to give you a home run prop today. 
Uh, and it's a unique home run prop because it's not one of the names you would expect to hear this year. And we've been talking a lot about the guys that have been traded. Let's talk about one of the guys that didn't get traded. J.D. Martinez, you can get for plus 375 as a home run prop against Zach Greinke. 18 career at-bats, hitting nearly 300, five extra base hits, two home runs. Hitting 281 this year, only nine homers. But here's why I want you to listen to what I'm saying on this home run prop. Not only is history against Zach Greinke, Zach Greinke this year is awful on the road. Not bad on the road. He might be one of the worst starters in baseball on the road. On the his season total numbers, he's only given up 12 home runs. 11 of them were on the road. His ERA on the road, 7-1-6 on the road. He's pitching in Boston. J.D. Martinez is putting one over the monster today, plus 375. And I'm normally not that certain about home run props, but I feel very good about this one. No, I love that, man. That's a good angle right there. I was looking at that a little bit earlier on. Hey, really quickly, for seven and a half Ks for Dylan Cease, do you think minus 145 is too much juice? Nope, I would do it. I would do it. I was telling you to take it at minus 150 because that's the price I got it on BetMGM earlier this morning. Uh, I would take it because it's going to hit. In fact, I would take it and look to parlay it with something. Probably something with a little bit of, also a little bit of minus money. But if I want to do a three-leg parlay, I might throw something with some plus money on there, Uh, such as this one, my Robbie Ray over 18 and a half outs today. Oh, that's a layup for me against this Angels team. Absolutely. Robbie Ray in his last 10 starts, again, has only had two bad outings. It just sucks that they were his last two outings. And I'm not putting them that Robbie Ray has hit a wall. I'm putting that he's run into a buzzsaw that is the Houston Astros. That's what he ran into. The Astros own him. Outside of that, for the last two months, no one's owned him. And you're giving me plus money on 18 and a half outs against this Angels team? This Angels team. The one without Rodon. The one that just traded Marsh. The one that doesn't have Trout right now. All they have is Otani and Joe Adele. <laughs> okay, thank you. I will take that all day long and twice on Sunday. However, today's Friday. I'm taking it once. Yeah, I'm betting this right now, actually. Yeah, it's a layup. It's as just, we, it's as, a gift. As uh, we, as now, we. I'll give you another plus one here. Because this guy currently, and I feel like it's been quiet. People are starting to come along. But Austin Riley has the second shortest odds for the MVP right now. And it is deserved. Austin Riley has faced Taiwan Walker only six times in his career. Guess what? He's three for six with a home run. That's a pretty damn good sample size. Should you take the home run prop? Maybe, but you could definitely get plus money and over one and a half total bases at plus 110. I'm shocked. Shocked that's plus money. I'm definitely jumping all over that one. I love that. Love it. I got one last one for you. The The reason why. Saturday. I'm giving you a Saturday prop. And not only am I giving you a Saturday prop, I'm giving you a Saturday home run prop. And it's that second in command MVP candidate, Austin Riley. They got a doubleheader tomorrow, and he's got some very harsh homework to do tonight because he's got to face both DeGrom in one of the starts and Max Scherzer. That is a tough Saturday of a day. But here's the thing. Austin Riley off of Jacob DeGrom. Austin's hitting 250. Yeah. 12 at bats. Two homers. And by the way, that's the old Austin Riley. Jacob DeGrom hasn't faced this Austin Riley. This is MVP Austin Riley. Jacob DeGrom and this Austin Riley, they've never met. And I'm looking forward to them meeting tomorrow. I love it. I love all the angles. I love all the props. That's a tremendous amount of props. I wish you luck. uh, I'm ready to talk some games because I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bets, eight bets, 
nine bets bets that I'm looking at for tonight, which is a ridiculous amount. It's huge volume. I haven't placed any of these. Well, I've placed two of these. I want to get your uh, get your thoughts on a let's couple of circled right now. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's start off. We got a busy slate tonight. We got a game going down right now that I don't want to hit on. So, um, I mean, unless you have a very strong interest. I do not care about the Miami Marlins and the Cubs. Simply do not care. If I were to lean somewhere, it would be the Cubs on the money line, and that is only because I want them to win. Outside of that, I have nothing to back up them winning other than neither of these teams can hit, and neither of these teams, well, today can pitch. All right, so let's start at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time in Philadelphia. The Phillies, minus 200 favorites right now over at BetMGM. The Washington Nationals, plus 165 with Josiah Gray on the bump. You know what, man? No, don't do it. Nationals are going to win tonight. No, they're They're not. not. Why do you think that? I like Gray more than I like Gibson, to be honest with you. Me too, but you've seen the numbers that this Phillies team have against Josiah Gray. No, I I, I have, and I've just played Kyle Schwarber over one and a half total bags, Mm -hmm. plus money. And I love that bet. I'm waiting for a home run prop for Schwarber. Four for eight in his career against Josiah Gray. Just got a feeling about this Nats team tonight. It's just a feeling. And it's a play that I made. I love the price. Plus 185 against Gibson. Gibson should not be a minus 185 favorite against anybody. I'm sorry. Even this Nats. You are right. You are right. So it's just got to do it. Can I say something that backs you up a little bit? Because there's something I didn't think about that I'm looking up as we speak. Because I'm looking up some numbers against Kyle Gibson. And Nelson Cruz does not have a good career against him. Um, but there are a couple other names that do. Uh, that's surprising me a little bit. Um, one of which that I didn't think about, the newest member of the team, but also uh, Escobar has a decent history against him. He's got 48 at-bats, and he's hitting 300 against him. No homers, but uh, 11 singles, three doubles. Yeah. But here's one that actually caught my eye just now, and I might want to look to play one prop on him, and that would be Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's hitting nearly 400 off this guy. Uh, only nine at-bats with a walk, but he's got three hits, a couple of doubles, and you know Luke Voigt is pretty unhappy that he got added to that trade, so I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up some numbers. I'm telling you, I got a weird feeling about the Nats tonight, plus 165. I'm sorry, plus 185. I love it. That's a play for me. Hmm. So I go from one big dog to one big favorite, a chalky play. And I'm just going to go money line because I don't even want to play with the run line tonight because I don't trust this team to even score two runs, to be quite honest. But I do trust Dylan Cease to shut down the Texas Rangers. I played it at minus 185, the Chicago White Sox. And I'm also going under on uh, Otto's K's tonight, under four and a half. He's four and seven this year with a 550 ERA. Dylan Cease night, 11 and four this year with a 201 ERA. You like the strikeout prop. I'm on the Sox. I'm on the Otto under. You know what that means. Otto no hitter. Perfect game coming up tonight. 13 Ks. <laughs> Rangers win 2 nothing against this crap team. I gave you my play. I will not play anything else because here's the truth. I refuse. And I'm the biggest run line guy yeah. you probably know. You know I love the run line. I love the value you get on the run line. The run line always hits, by the way. Always. In fact, yesterday was one of the lower run line days. Eight run lines hit. Eight. Eight of the 13 games. Run line. Now, I do not play the run line with the White Sox. Ever. And I'm never going to. Never, ever, ever will I play this team on the run line. I don't trust them to win any game by more than one run when they win these ball games. And I, after watching them let down Cueto last night, I don't want to watch them let down Dylan Cease and ruin a wonderful night that he's going to have. I'm staying away from this team, dude. I already gave you my play, and it's Dylan Cease, and I will play nothing else on the south side. Very fair. 
Here's one. I got another play. I'm going to take the under. I took it at nine. It's down to eight and a half, and it's actually juiced to the over, minus 120, which makes sense. But it's Eric Lauer night for the Brewers, and it doesn't really matter who goes for the Reds, to be quite honest, because this Brewers team just can't score runs. They had a nice little stretch. After the deadline, man, Devin Williams did an interview I saw, and he was pissed that they moved Josh Hader. And then Brent Suter, I heard last night post game. Pretty much do the same interview. Nobody understands what they were doing at the deadline. Like everybody in that clubhouse is let down. They wanted to go all in to try to win a World Series to win that division, a very winnable division. Instead, they move away pieces like Josh Hader. And uh, I like the under in this game. I, I think it's going to be like a 3-2 game. I don't know if the Brewers win, get off the schneid. I don't know if they lose again to a team that's 20 games below 500 in the Reds. But I like the under a lot with Lauer on the mound. He's been pretty solid this year. I'm going to stay away from the Brewers for a while. Um, I don't know what this team is anymore now. Uh, This team is not very good offensively, although Hunter Renfro and Rowdy Telez have been pretty good this year. They've been good bright spots. You mentioned that uh, even... um, God, what's wrong with me? I can't even remember. Former MVP, and I can't even remember his name. That's how ineffective he's been for the last couple of years. Yelich, thank you. My God. Christian Yelich has finally uh, turned it on a little. Yeah. But like you said... How does a first place team, the only move they make at the deadline is trading away your closer? What are you thinking? David Stearns is a smart, smart front office man. Uh, uh, Matt Matt Arnold, their GM, is a smart, smart front office man. This was not a smart move, and there is no one on planet Earth that can convince me it is. Especially, keep in mind, they just a part of that trade was two players that they just DFA'd yesterday. So. Yeah. What exactly did you get out of this other than just it's it's not even a salary dump. What is this? Exactly, man. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's almost like he got a little bit too cute this time. I mean, there have been some moves like remember when he traded for Jonathan Scope when they clearly didn't need Jonathan Scope and he was struggling. I mean, there's been some questionable moves, but we'll see how it pays off. I like uh I like Boston tonight, but I don't think I could bet Boston. You would figure, okay, so they're going against Granky and the reason I can't pull the trigger, it's pretty much a pick em. And you have Boston's only won three of their last 10 road games. They're just not a good road team. But don't you feel like, man, minus 115 against the Royals is a gift? Yeah. A team. But it is um, Granky going tonight. It's He's three and six, though. I don't trust Granky as far as I can throw him. This team... You know what? Actually, what's amazing is they're not playing terrible since, since the trade deadline. And they're basically rolling out a very, very skeleton crew. But it's Zach Ranky on the mound. We know what Zach Ranky is these days. He's better at home, but I don't care. Yeah, I can't. I can't do anything in this game, man. That's You know what? That's a stay away from me. Uh, one game I am playing, and I'm playing the Yankees. I'm going to bet the New York Yankees today with Cortez on the mound. He's 9-3 and three with the 2-5-3 ERA. Dakota Hudson on the bump for the cards. 6-6 six and six with a 4-10 ERA. I do think Paul Goldschmidt's going to have himself a night, so I'm going over one and a half total bases, which is plus 105 right now, I believe. I'm looking for a home run prop for him, but I like the Yanks tonight uh, against St. Louis. Your thoughts on this game? I like him too. Uh, Dakota Hudson on the mound, kind of a dark spot, I feel like, for that starting staff. I uh, I feel like this is going to be a – this has an opportunity for the Yankees to score quite a bit of runs. In fact, what I do like in this game is the over eight and a half runs at minus 110. Okay, okay. I like that as well. 
What about Pittsburgh, Baltimore? Anything for you? I'm staying away. It is Keller on the mound for the Pirates, but I'm not laying minus 150 with Baltimore, even though I do love them, even though that's a 54 and 51 ball club right now. No thanks. And Dean Kramer's been pretty damn good this year. I mean, like, finally, Dean Kramer kind of turning into the prospect that we wanted him to be. I'm really excited for him. Ex-teammate of mine, in fact, on Team Israel. Uh, actual Israeli-born player. Um I'm, I'm very excited for him. I'm excited for the future of Baltimore. I am disappointed at their trade deadline. They are not, obviously not going to be going for a playoff spot. So if they get one, it's going to be just a borderline miracle. Um, but they are playing Pittsburgh. I'm just not willing to lay down minus 150. And I'm going to stay away from the run line. Actually, I take that back. They're at home. Run line. Baltimore Orioles. They're the it. only team in baseball over 65% yeah. on the run line. I know. So you know what? I have just talked myself out of what I thought, and I'm going with the run line, plus 130, Baltimore Orioles. All right, what about Atlanta, New York tonight? The Mets are minus 145 favorites with Taiwan Walker on the mound. He's 9-2. and two. He's got a 2.79 ERA. Anderson going for the Brewers, 9-6 and six with a 4.99 ERA, and they're plus 120. I know the pitching matchup screams bet the Mets. I know the Mets are very, very good at home. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Atlanta. I, I kind of like getting plus 120 with Atlanta. This open plus 125, it's come down a little bit. I'm not going to bet it, but I have a sneaky feeling Atlanta finds a way to win this game tonight after I, uh, last night. We got Scherzer and DeGrom tomorrow. Yeah. I think that's going to be two wins for the Mets with the exception of whatever the hell Austin Riley decides to do to the Mets. Um, tonight's the letdown spot in my eyes. This has got to be – I don't see the Braves getting swept this weekend. So the letdown spot's either taking place today or is it taking place on Sunday. And I think it's going to be Friday night. I think Ian Anderson's going to have himself a good game. I'm expecting a lower-scoring affair, so I am might consider leaning the under eight-and-a-half runs at minus 115. But for the most part, I'm just going to go ahead and dance on the plus money line for the Atlanta Braves, plus 120. All right. I might have to do it too then. Uh, what about uh, Guardians tonight? Plus 180 on the money line. Shaw on the mound. 4-2 and two with a 5-4-9. Going against Valdez, who's been ridiculous this year. He's 9-4. Got a 2.80 ERA. It's the Astros lineup. I can't do it. I can't do it at that price. Even the money line. I'm sorry. Even the run line is juiced. Minus 130 right now. Too I can't much. do it. Yeah, I, I want to take the run line. I do. But the Guardians are so hard to gamble on. Uh, you know what the Guardians are? We, we, as much as we talk about how much we hate the White Sox, the White Sox and the Guardians are the exact same team. They are the exact same team. One night they should win, they lose. The next night they should lose, they win. And there is never a correct answer. It's just they're so frustrating that I can't gamble on them. If I'm going to play anything, it's going to be the Houston Astros. But I'm not laying down minus 131 on the run line. I'm just not. I want plus money or at least even money on the run line. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I gave out my pick for this game already. I'm going to go with Corey Kluber over four and a half Ks. I'm going to pay the juice because he's going against the Tigers. They strike out a ton. I'm not laying minus 200 with Tampa, but I would that would be my lean. Uh, I'd probably lean the under in this game, actually. Eh, I'd probably lean the over in this game. Eight with Garcia on the mound. Too many question marks for me, especially yeah. with that team, that Detroit team who loves to strike out. They've struck out in like the last seven games, like over 11 times a game. Uh, it's I, This has got to be a stay away, but I'd love, love the Corey Kluber play. What about Toronto, Minnesota? Anything for you tonight? Berrios going against Smalley's actually uh, on the mound tonight, making his debut for the Twins, five and seven with a 440. I kind of like the over in this game, over eight and a half runs. Thoughts? Molly's first game there so that's my reasoning that I kind of want to stay away I want to see how he reacts to being on a new team new organization in a playoff run against another team that's in a playoff run so this is kind of a 
I'm going to kind of use this game as a barometer to see where he and the twins going forward. What about Colorado, Arizona Marquez against Bumgarner? <laughs> uh, the totals eight minus one twenty to the over. Arizona's minus one thirty five. Nothing for me. No interest. Nothing at all. Here's the truth. Rockies crush lefties, but they usually crush lefties at home. They're playing in Arizona. The ball flies there. Bumgarner knows how to give up home runs. But Bumgarner's been keeping teams to a relatively low scoring affair lately. So he's only been giving up solo home runs. But the fact that I'm sitting around banking on him giving up only solo home runs is enough for me to say that stay away from Bumgarner games. Uh, big game of the night, the game of the night, the series of the weekend tonight, Dodgers at home, taking on the new look Padres, Dodgers minus 160 favorites. I feel like the Padres at plus 135 are going to be a very popular pick with Manaya on the mound tonight. Sure. Are. I like the Dodgers. Yep. I don't know what to do with the total, man. I would lean the over because I'm going to be rooting for runs all weekend, but I'm going to stay away. Dodgers aren't an official play for me, but that would be my lean. I might just sit back and enjoy this game. Maybe throw some. I like that that Mookie Betts prop I'm going to jump on. And that might be it for me. I mentioned my Mookie Betts prop. I mentioned my Tony Gonsolin over four and a half Ks prop. Yeah, I like that too. Good call. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm thinking about parlaying these all together along with Dodgers run line at plus 120. The Dodgers are not going to let the Padres come into town on opening night on Friday night and win this ball game. The Dodgers are playing... Uh, how, how would the kids plot? I, I don't want to say the, the F word, but I don't give an F yeah. type mentality right now. Yesterday, yeah. they did a home run celebration that was as inappropriate as possible. This team don't care. This team is just coming in and steamrolling people and looking bored doing it. That's how yeah. good they are. They also, by the way, have the best 61% on the run line this year in the National League. The only team that we already mentioned, Orioles is 65.7%. But you're giving me the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are a first-place team, that are winning their games at a 61% on the run line. You should just play them on the run line every single night and just enjoy the fact that you are going to be making a ton of money at the end of the year. Play them tonight, run line plus 120, and I am parlaying them all together to get my hands on a plus 800 ticket that I think is going to hit. Um... You know what I'm looking forward to in that series Sunday night? If we get the pitching matchup we're expecting, Darvish against Anderson. Are you just going to look to back the Dodgers all weekend, or is there a spot where maybe you'd play the uh, Padres? Haney's on the mound tomorrow for the Dodgers. Uh, I haven't I, seen a starter for San Diego. But, yeah. I might play the Padres against Anderson on Sunday. Um, really? And I I even gave this out to BetMGM today. Uh, I give my BetMGM home run picks. Call your shot picks. And my Sunday pick is going to be Juan Soto. Juan Soto off of Tyler Anderson. He's only got nine at-bats off of Anderson with a couple of singles and a couple of walks. But keep in mind, that's the thing I want you to pay attention to, the couple of walks. He was on the Nationals. No one had to pitch to that guy. Now he's surrounded by Manny Machado, Cronenworth. He's still got got Bell near him. He's got – we don't even have uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. yet. I don't care. They got to throw to him, and he's going to rake. Watch out for Juan Soto. I like that. I like that play. Uh, you gave your play out already here. I don't think you got Seattle tonight minus one ninety. Big time. Big time. Yeah. 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 In fact, I might. I might go plus one fifteen run line. I'm playing that eighteen and a half outs. He. That's, the Angels that's homered. Hitting. The Angels homered yesterday on Thursday seven times and still found a way to lose a baseball game. Otani had two. This is the most 
I'm going to say it. This is the most embarrassing franchise in baseball. I, yeah. I'll take I'll take two Oaklands to an Anaheim any day of the week at this point. I don't care if their record is worse. Is their record worse at this point? I haven't even looked at the Angels' record in like months. I just assume they lose every game because they. I can do. tell you the Angels' record because I bet the win total and the uh, division. They're 44 and 61. Um, Oakland right now is that one. I actually have to. Does Oakland play today? It does not look like it. No, they are down. How they have a Friday off? How does that happen? Did we relegate Oakland? Is that oh, allowed? Well, because they start a series with San Francisco tomorrow. Okay. Well, so and again, what? They're four. Okay, they're forty-one and sixty-six. So they they're going to have a better record. They are going to have a better record than the Angels at the end of the season. They they're only three games behind them. The A's wow. will have. I'm going to call it now. If I can find the bet. The A's will have a better record than the Angels. The Angels will finish last in the AL West. Hey, why the hell aren't the A's and the uh, Giants beginning their series tonight? Am I, I have am I no losing? idea. Have you ever heard of an off day on Friday? I've never heard of that. I've never had an off day on a Friday in my career. I still don't, yeah. Even, even it doesn't make any sense. All right, that's all I got for today. Anything else from you? Yeah, the Angels are terrible. I just wanted to get that in one more time. And the fact yeah, that they him. did not trade Shohei Otani this week shows you everything you need to know about that organization. I, I, I've actually brought this up a couple times, and you and I talked about it. We, I think we talked about it on our, on our special earlier this week. Dude, yeah. the Angels don't care about winning. That's what my conclusion is at this point. There, there's no other conclusion I can draw other than they don't care about winning. They just care about their IP being on the cover of, of MLB The Show this year because Otani's on the cover of it. Exactly. No, I mean, that's so true, man. They should have got something in return because there's 0% chance that he's uh, re-signing there next year. Zero. So, drives me nuts, guys. This has been a blast. Hey, where can people find you? Of course, you got Bet Jim tonight, tonight. Yeah, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. And that's about it right now. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Decker6. Of course, check out this show, BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Also, tomorrow, Saturday, me and hating ass Mario, we do- we're losing Rob Brown for a week. He's going on vacation, so guess who my co-host is going to be tomorrow? Hating ass Mario for four hours live on Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL network and Odyssey stations throughout the country. So make sure you join me on that. Of course, check out the other podcasts and follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Instagram, Antihero Baseball. Ryan, where can people find you on social medias? At Ryan Horvath on Twitter. Give me a follow there. Awesome, guys. Well, that's it for us for BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. We'll be back next week. Enjoy you some baseball. Beat it!